beloveds hmm it has been a minute but i'm back and today we're gonna read some poetry i'm so excited because i've been wanting to do this for so long these poets and these poems shape my heart space you know on a daily basis practically and so I'm really excited to share some of them with you. I feel like mystical poetry is almost like a fast track to understanding really profound spiritual truths without jargon, just straight to the heart, right? Um, We need that. We need words and messages that... um, go beyond the intellect and speak straight to our hearts through humor sometimes, through heartbreak, through storytelling, which is a really common part of Sufi poetry in particular, which you'll see. Um, But yeah, I just, uh, I highly recommend if you don't already have some some mystical poets in your, your bookshelf, so definitely get a few and see how it changes your your practice just to open uh, open up a Hafiz book or Rumi book or some St. Francis of Assisi, um, which we're going to read also today, you know, just to open that up and have it go straight to your heart, right? Just through a couple sentences, so... Today's theme of, you know, the, the types of poems that I collected, the theme is a love letter from the mystics to you to remind you of your inherent worth through God, through the beloved, to remind you how loved you are, how cherished you are by the beloved because sometimes we forget And the mystics have a really beautiful way of reminding us without without it being egoic, just in a really pure way. So I hope you you can feel that and receive that today. Um, And I hope it speaks to your heart the way it speaks to mine. And we're going to start with Hafiz, who was a Sufi poet, a Persian poet who lived about a century after Rumi. So very inspired by Rumi, but he definitely has his own style, his own voice. And one thing that he does a lot, along with some other poets that I may be reading from today, um, is that he speaks about himself in the third person. (laughs) So you'll hear his actual name being referred to in um, at least one of the poems that I'm going to read. Just that I mention that because sometimes, you know, you aren't used to that. But it's really endearing, I think. (laughs) So with that being said, we will start. This is called The Jeweler. 
If a naive and desperate man brings a precious stone to the only jeweler in town wanting to sell it, the jeweler's eyes will begin to play a game, like most eyes in the world when they look at you. The jeweler's face will stay calm. He will not want to reveal the stone's true value, but to hold the man captive to fear and greed while he calculates the value of the transaction. But one moment with me, my dear, will show you that there is nothing, nothing Hafiz wants from you. When you sit before a master like me, even if you are a drooling mess, my eyes sing with excitement. They see your divine worth. And I love that one. <laughs> Okay, this one is called Saints Bowing in the Mountains Do you know how beautiful you are? I think not, my dear For as you talk of God I see great parades with wildly colorful bands streaming from your mind and heart carrying wonderful and secret messages to every corner of this world. I see saints bowing in the mountains, hundreds of miles away, to the wonder of sounds that break into light from your most common words. Speak to me of your mother, your cousins, and your friends. Tell me of squirrels and birds you know, Awaken your legion of nightingales. Let them soar wild and free in the sky and begin to sing to God. Let's all begin to sing to God. Do you know how beautiful you are? I think not, my dear. Yet Hafiz could set you upon a stage and worship you forever. This next one is called Exquisitely Woven. Wayfarer, your body is my prayer carpet, for I can see in your eyes that you are exquisitely woven with the finest silk and wool, and that pattern upon your soul has the signature of God. And all your moods and colors of love come from his divine vats of dye and gold. Wayfarer, your body is my shrine. If you had the eyes of a master, you would see Hafiz kneeling by your side, humming playful tunes and shedding joyful tears upon your wondrous hidden crown. Mm. These immediately make me cry, so <laughs> just bear with me. Oh, thank you, Hafiz. Thank you. Next, we're going to be reading St. Francis of Assisi. Um, 
St. Francis was born in 1182 in Italy. Um, and something that is really cool about St. Francis <laughs> is that he knew or was in touch with, was in contact with Rumi's master, Shams, Shams of Tabriz, while um, St. Francis was visiting Damascus. So there's a connection there, which I love. Okay, this first one is called God Would Kneel Down. I think God might be a little prejudiced, for once he asked me to join him on a walk through this world, and we gazed into every heart on this earth, and I noticed he lingered a bit longer before any face that was weeping, and before any eyes that were laughing. And sometimes when we passed the soul and worship, God too would kneel down. I have come to learn God adores his creation. This next one is called In His Sanity. If all the tenderness in this world could reflect from my eyes, would you accept that love? If all the forgiveness the heavens have known could be offered from one face, would you accept that divine pardon? In his sublime sanity, Every moment, God offers that to us, anything that might comfort. Here's a really short one. God's admiration for us is infinitely greater than anything we can conjure up for him. Just think about that. Let that sit with you for a minute. You know, we come, we come from God and we come from that infinite love, right? But when we come into these bodies, into these sort of separate selves, we do enter the world of the finite. And we can tap into, we can come back to that source, that infinite love that we come from, right? But part of the beauty of of being finite is that we get to feel how powerful it is that God's love is infinite. God's admiration for us is infinitely greater than anything we can conjure up for him. So, 
that's powerful. And that's good to remember on the days that we feel like we can't conjure up enough. Whatever it is, whether it's love or confidence or um, direction or purpose or we just feel like we can't conjure it up, right? Well, God has infinite resource, infinite love, infinite admiration. And it's always going to be more than what we have, than what we can conjure up. And there's some grace in that. There's so much grace in that. We can just surrender to that. Okay. We're going to go to St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, this is another Catholic luminary and you know these these souls St. Thomas, St. Francis they were they were preaching ideas and messages that were so beyond their own tradition in some way but also so inspired by it so inspired by the story of Christ and um, the gems that are all throughout the tradition right? but all of the mystics whether it's Hafiz or St. Francis or Rabia they, they have this way of taking the light from the traditions that they come from and blasting it out in this way that transcends the container of the tradition. Um, so, okay. Whenever he looks at you, God sees nothing in us that he has not given. Everything is empty until he places what he wishes into it. The soul is like an uninhabited world that comes to life only when God lays his head against us. The delight a child can know tossing a ball into the air, my Lord confessed he experiences whenever he looks at you. God sees nothing in us that he has not given. I love that. The delight a child can know tossing a ball into the air my lord confessed he experiences whenever he looks at you God sees nothing in us that he has not given so on the days that you struggle to accept yourself, accept certain parts of yourself the parts that might feel unholy or dark or rejected God sees nothing in you 
that he has not given. Remember that. The Christ said to us, I have cut you from a garden I tend and set you in a vase for the world to see. Soon you will return for your glorious presence I miss. My hands need to touch you again. My divine senses and eyes require your soul's beauty near. Forgive me, my love, for the suffering our separation brought. If I said I am in debt to you, could you understand? Oh, this one really gets me because, you know, it's God talking to us. So for him, it's Christ talking to us and so tender about God almost asking our forgiveness for the pain of separation and calling us back saying my hands need to touch you again my eyes require your soul's beauty near me right Your glorious presence I miss. That's God talking to us, saying those things. How beautiful is that? Okay, we're gonna move on to Rabia. Rabia, I love Rabia. <laughs> um, many consider her, in some ways, the first Sufi. She was really the first that we know of that talked about God in such an intimate way. She talks about God as her husband, as her lover, um, to the point of like eroticism almost in some of her poems. Uh, so much surrender in her poems of submission to God um, and almost wanting to be, wanting to be taken, right? wanting to be taken, her body, her soul, um, by her lover. And that, that impatience that we find in the mystics of, I need it now, you know? I'm not waiting for the afterlife. I need your kiss. I need your love. I need to be married to you now in this lifetime. And she lived in the 700s, 
717 to 1801, right? So this is long before Rumi or Hafiz. So she really, she blazed a trail for the future mystics to come um, of burning love for God. This one is called Cherish Myself. I know how it will be when I die. My beauty will be so extraordinary that God will worship me. He will not worship me from a distance, for our minds will have wed. Our souls will have flowed into each other. How to say this? God and I will forever cherish myself. <laughs> oh, you have to laugh at the mystics sometimes because they're so outlandish in a way, the things that they say. <laughs> and you can see why a lot of them were, were really um, outcasted by the traditions that they came from because a lot of what they're saying is could be considered, you know, um, heretical. <laughs> but you can feel, you can feel the the purity even in this poem where she's talking about cherishing herself and that God will cherish her. Again, it's just, there's no ego. It's just recognizing her place in God to the point where she and God are one and she and God are cherishing themselves, which is her, which is God, which is, you know, it's like, I don't even have to explain. It's just, it's just there, right? Okay, we're going to close with a poem by St. Teresa of Avila. He desired me, so I came close. No one can near God unless he has prepared a bed for you. A thousand souls hear his call every second, but most everyone then looks into their life's mirror and says, I am not worthy to leave this sadness. When I first heard his courting song, I too looked at all I had done in my life and said, how can I gaze into his omnipresent eyes? I spoke those words with all my heart, but then he sang again, a song even sweeter. And when I tried to shame myself once more from his presence, God showed me his compassion and spoke a divine truth. I made you, dear, and all I make is perfect. Please come close, for I desire you. Can you take 
that in? Can you receive those words? That you are worthy, that you are desired by God just as much as you desire God, just as much as you desire love. Let that knowledge draw you near. Let that knowledge break your heart open so you can receive the love that God is always pouring into you. Remembering that your worth does not come from anything that anyone can say or do in this world. Your worth comes from a place that is eternally untouched. So no matter what happens here, the mistakes we make or the pains that we suffer that make us feel unworthy, our divine worth cannot be touched because it's held in the untouchable, it's held in the infinite, it's held in God's heart where we belong. I hope that can be a comfort to you. And the last thing I'll say is let me know if you have any questions for the mystics and I'll see if I can comb through my books here and see what responses they might have for you. Okay, thank you so much for listening and bless each and every one of you. That was a kiss, by the way. <laughs>